Greetings, 501st Cast listeners. Welcome to 501st Cast Classics, where we re-release episodes from way back in the early years of our podcast. We hope you enjoy this little trip down memory lane. And you thought they smelled bad on the outside. It's the 501st Cast! We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial Network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, the world's definitive Imperial costuming organization. You are tuned in to the latest news and mission reports from the front lines as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate 10 years of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion Costuming Organization. This is our episode for Tuesday, December 25th, our Christmas episode, episode 5. And I am your host, Dean, TK899. I'm Lore, TK7883. And this is Nikki, DZ8397. DZ8397, coming out from from behind the uh, the virtual glass, from inside the sound booth. Nikki is normally our behind-the-scenes probe droid, but tonight she's stepping in front of the mic and helping out while Varza is taking a brief sabbatical. Yes, I actually can speak. So we're going to see how Nikki does tonight. We won't put too much pressure on you, although (laughs) I have to say that you are aware of something special we're doing at the end of this episode, and you're probably very nervous about it. Yeah. Everybody just is going to have to tune in and and stay put and listen uh, for a very special message from the crew at the 501st cast at the end of the podcast. Once again, thank you for downloading or listening to the 501st cast. As always, our show notes are available as soon as the show is released, as soon as each episode is released at 501st.com slash podcast. And if you recall last episode, Rich, who is another one of our behind-the-scenes guys. He's the one who does all the the mixing and editing for us afterwards. Hello, Rich. He actually threw out a little challenge to try to get, what was it, 200 friends on MySpace? Yeah, at the end of the year. So we don't have much time left. Okay, so just a few more days as this comes out. If it comes out on the 25th, yeah, you've just got a few more days. But we're currently at 171 friends. And um, so we'll see if Rich's goal does any better than than my insane goal of 4,000 members by the end of the year. but we'll see. But thank you very much to Varza for maintaining the 501st Cast page at myspace.com slash 501st Cast. And there's also a link to it from the 501st.com slash podcast page. Just going to give you a few highlights of the upcoming show here. Um, we've got uh, an interesting story about uh, something that happened a while back in the Midwest Garrison uh, about a Michigan baseball team. And uh, there's a couple of nerdy things that you should do before you die. We picked that off of uh, someone else's blog. And we've got a couple of international, uh, big international outpost events from the 501st. And then some Imperial poetry. So uh, stay tuned. The 501st Legion is currently at 3,892 members with a total of 5,595 costumes as of this recording. Well, we're going to probably have a little bit of a... Of a maybe a shorter episode tonight. I'm not sure. We're planning all kinds of uh, special podcasts that are going to be coming up in the future, in the near future, and so we're working on those kind of in between. But the holidays are upon us, and Merry Christmas, and Happy Hanukkah, and and Kwanzaa, and Happy Life Day. Li- oh, yeah, Wookie Life Day. Speaking of Life Day, yeah, there, there's a little. I guess they call that foreshadowing about. Uh, <laughs> 
something that'll happen a little bit, little bit later on. But I guess it's time we should probably just dig right into the show. Recent news. And that lead-in you just heard was none other than Brian Skinner, CT8595 of the 501st Midwest Garrison, playing the United States National Anthem, as is tradition at baseball games. But he was playing it in full clone armor, and we have actual YouTube video of that uh, on our show notes, so be sure to check that out. The reason that we're talking about this, this event uh, where, where Brian was playing the guitar there, was actually quite a while back. But last week, the West Michigan Whitecaps were named this year's recipient of the Larry McPhail Promotional Trophy, which is awarded annually by Minor League Baseball to the team with the most outstanding promotional effort. So this has nothing nothing to do with uh, you know how they, they played, but more more how they drew drew fans to get them to come into the to the games and to really hype the team and that sort of thing. So the main reason the Whitecaps received this honor was because of their Star Wars night and the exclusive Star Wars jerseys the team wore, which were sub- subsequently auctioned off from Make-A-Wish Foundation. The jerseys were designed by 501st member Scott Withers, TK1491, and approved by Lucasfilm. So pretty cool little promotional effort as well as a charitable effort there. And here's a little clip from the press release that MinorLeagueBaseball.com, MLB.com, published regarding this award. The season's biggest hit was Star Wars Night, where the club got the local chapter of the Star Wars fan club involved in the planning and execution of the event. From Darth Vader throwing out the first pitch to special teams jerseys for the night, it was a huge success. Midwest Garrison's Michigan squad trooped the White Caps event back in July 14, 2007. They had a total of 34 costumers from the Midwest Garrison and, of course, the Rebel Legion helping out. So thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, that was a really cool event. I saw some of the pictures, like pictures of the jersey, really, really neat. There's like a stormtrooper on one side, and very nice. And then the fact that they auctioned off those really cool jerseys for a Make-A-Wish makes it even better. Yeah, that was an amazing opportunity that, that we were offered the chance to not only participate in the event like we would normally do in our costumes, but also to help out by designing and playing the national anthem, you know, designing the jerseys, playing the national anthem. We we were definitely a big part of the game that night. And you might have recognized that song as being by Weird Al. He's one of the friends of the Legion. The next bit that we have to talk about is a little nerdy, so we thought that would be a good intro. And uh, you also might be wondering, well, why are we talking about nerdy things on the 501st cast? Because, of course, we have nothing to do with nerdiness. But we just found out by an article on the blogging site, The Park Bench, that we're actually number 12 on the nerdy list of 50 nerdy things that you should do before you die. Number 12 is join the 501st Stormtrooper Brigade. So they they got our name a little wrong, but I think we knew what they were trying to get at. So some of the other entries that kind of caught my eye were number 7, feel again like you felt the first time you saw Star Wars. Number 17, learn advanced Klingon. I actually have some friends who can speak Klingon, so I, I know that's pretty tough. 24, witness a live space shuttle launch and extra points if you're piloting it. Number 31, build your own lightsaber. Well, my husband's done that, so we got that covered. 35, go to the Superman Festival in Metropolis, Illinois. 48, be bold 
and take your action figures out of the box. Value be damned. I don't know if I can bring myself to do that one. And 49, get married on a replica of the Starship Enterprise at the Star Trek Experience in Las Vegas. I did visit that, but I was already married at the time, so I don't think that counts. Yeah, but it's a pretty uh, fun list. Yeah, I've actually, I've actually been to the Star Trek experience out there too, and it is pretty cool. But you know, I'm just getting concerned because this, you know, this news, this news bit right here. I mean, we're talking about uh, what two mentions from Star Trek? We got the advanced Klingon reference, and we got the uh, Star Trek in uh, Las Vegas reference. We got a little Superman reference in there, um, and I know this is about being nerdy, but um, I don't know. This is a 501st podcast. We've got to keep it Star Wars. I've, I'm cracking down on you folks. You know, <laughs> you know Vars is not here, hey, but Vars is not here. I could have included you know, the Harry Potter ones that were in that's there. That's what I was about to say. You, you mean, <laughs> a lot of our listeners are, are probably saying, now, where's Varza? And I, I'll tell you now, it's because she made one too many Harry Potter references and had to, you know, give her a little time out. So just let that <laughs> be a She's in the detention block. But I'll let you go, Nikki, because I know this is your first time in front of the mic. So that's your, uh, you get a pass this time. <laughs> <laughs> The 501st has some cool swag, as maybe some people know. Maybe they don't. I don't know. If you've ever seen us, like, in a big group, we're always wearing different kinds of 501st t-shirts and this and that. So I figured I'd list off a few things that we got going and, you know, that kind of thing. You know, that's uh, that's actually a perfect uh, tie-in for, you know, this Christmas episode because, you know, a lot of our 501st members are trying to think, what should we get for, you know, what should we get for our friends and everything? And the fact is, you know, like we mentioned before, the 501st is not permitted to sell anything to, to non-members, and the stuff that we do make is, you know, is kept in-house and uh, at cost. So if you have a friend that's in the 501st and they can get you some of that merchandise and give it to you as a gift, well, then that's a friend for life. So, well, let, let's hear. Uh, what kind of cool stuff are you talking about, Laura? Well, we got, you know, all kinds of things. As I mentioned earlier, T-shirts and and that kind of thing. We got our own trading card line, which we're about 350 cards right now that we have produced. We're probably going to go up to maybe 501 or something. I'm not really sure. And uh, and there's plenty of people that still want to get their own card. I'm actually on the list of people that want to get a card and haven't yet. So we'll see how that works. We got over 300 embroidered patches commemorating uh, you know, events and garrisons and squads and all kinds of things like that. And uh, then one of the newer things that people have been making are challenge coins. And the challenge coins, they're, you know, kind of a little drinking game. And basically how, how a coin works is if you have a coin and you know somebody else who has a coin, you can, like, challenge them. Like, you know, and if they don't have their coin on them, they have to buy you a drink. But if uh, if you do, if the person you challenge has their coin on them, then they have to buy, or you have to buy them a drink. So, you know, it's a fun little game that we play at, at like, a big events and stuff like that. And, uh, and now, then we've got other for, things. Uh, now, is that for drinks only, or is it for, uh... Well, it's, it's it's for anything, really. You know, like, you know, maybe, like, you know, you trade T-shirts or something like that. So. All right, so some sort of and, reward, and, you know, I guess. Yeah, yeah, something, you know. And mm-hmm. it, the drinks obviously don't have to be alcoholic. Oh, that's because yeah, we well, got some. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't suggest that at all. We're t- we're talking yeah, about so, uh, some non-alcoholic. We're talking about Kool Aid, right? Yeah, Kool Aid, and you know, some Mountain Dew, maybe, or something like that. But keep, uh, <laughs> keep keeping it PG on the five hundred first cast. Exactly. Everybody likes the PG. And then we got some Mardi Gras beads, which are very PG. And then we got some desk plaques, some holiday ornaments. Probably goes on some kind of tree of some sort. And then you know, we got sweatshirts, kids' shirts, jackets, hats. You know, all kinds of stuff. But, and then one of the very, very cool things that's, that's kind of a new addition to the, the swag collection of the 501st is we got a, a Swiss Army knife. 
with with our Legion logo on it, and it's made by the Swiss garrison. So, how can you not want a Swiss Army knife made in Switzerland? So, if you know Five Hundred First member, try and get one of those. Yeah, I think we just you know just just caused a rash of people to to grab stuff that they picked up at conventions, and probably they're posting things on eBay right now. I mean, these things it's are you know, and we you know we don't condone that. I mean, it's true when you know we we give out these things. It's 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 part of the joy of you know of being a member of the five hundred first to share stuff like this. And of course, we send. Matter of fact, this year we sent a giant box of five hundred first ornaments, just like the one that we gave away in the last show to Lucasfilm, and we got an email back from Mary Franklin, who works in uh, fan relations over there, and she said she felt like Santa Claus going through the office and handing out these ornaments, and some people, you know, still had their ornaments from previous year, and so I know that that's really appreciated, so yeah, we do, we take care of a lot of our, uh, you know, our partners and that sort of thing, and like you mentioned before, these these challenge coins, they're like the patches, you know, they're, everybody wants to have one, and every unit wants to make up their own challenge coin, good grief, you know, I started collecting them when they first came out, but it's just another thing that, that's just going to, you know, going to sit on my desk and take up space, and they're really cool, I mean, they're very cool to have, and I did keep, I think, the Legion, a Legion version, main, so you have a challenge coin, huh, Dean? I, I think I do. You can't, so, oh yeah, no, everybody heard him. No, 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 no challenge. So challenge Dean. If no, 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 you see no, no, Dean, no, no. challenge I, him. I he think said he I have one. one. I think I have no, one. No, Dean it, has one. It is not well, confirmed at this point. But anyway, <laughs> um, and I do have a 501st Legion Swiss Army knife, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like really cool, and um, it's bigger than I thought, and I believe Pascal in um, the Swiss garrison, I believe he's got either some connection with – the company that makes the, you know, we're talking about the Swiss Army Knife Company. Either he works there or has a connection there. And this is actually, I think that was the second run of this particular item. And this is actually a 10th anniversary Swiss Army Knife. And it's got that engraved, 10th anniversary thing engraved on the uh, on the blade. So that's pretty cool. Nikki, did you have something you wanted to add? Well, just when you were mentioning the email that we got back from Mary Franklin, one of the things that I was kind of tickled about when I read it was that, I guess, one of the guys at Lucasfilm PR commented that they could learn some things from the 501st about different kind of merchandising that they do when they saw the ornaments and all the other kind of things that we put out. So I thought that was pretty cool that even Lucasfilm thinks that they could learn something from us. Yeah, pretty cool. I think you, you might have just got somebody in trouble at Lucasfilm, but that's cool. <laughs> assuming hey, assuming that they listen to the podcast here, but... Very cool. Well, great report. And again, you know, we can't offer these to the to the general public. But if you know somebody in the five hundred first, and you do a favor for them, then they might be able to hook you up with some cool five hundred first swag. And of course, you know, you see our honorary members, Tim Morrison and and Peter Mayhew and Jeremy Bullock, and they're all you know they 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 just love to wear the five hundred first shirts, all the conventions and everything. And we totally appreciate that too. So, thanks guys for doing that. Now we're going to take a little break for something special for the holiday season. It's basically the night before Christmas, but Star Wars Stormtrooper style. So take a listen to this. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the station, all there was clear, there was no abomination. My helmet was set on the desk to my right, on the chance that I was to need it that night. The Stormtroopers were ensconced asleep in their beds. All the adats, too, were safe, secure in the sheds. Stormtroopers in the barracks, some manning the wall, assured me that the garrison never would fall. When out in the yard there arose such a rucket, I grabbed up my blaster and donned my bucket. Away to the window I ran to take aim as the stormtroopers around me all did the same. My macro binoculars turned the night into day, allowed me to see and to seek out my prey. 
When what did my trusty ocular show but an ancient conveyance knee-deep in the snow? The vehicle was pulled by horned quadrupeds, and a fiery red nimbus glowed from the sled. The driver was mighty, his eyes were mean, dressed all in crimson like a devil from Tatooine. I gestured for others to shoot without pause, for I was now certain this was Santa Claus. You in the courtyard, and you men on the walls, now blast away, blast away, blast away all. But all through this maelstrom, the evil one flew, past plasma and bolt shells and frag that we threw. And then to my horror I heard on the roof the vile cavorting of each decadent hoof. Screaming my orders, I spun quickly around, as down the chimney shaft it came with a bound. As we thundered towards him, closing the rift, he reached in his satchel and pulled out a gift. Then it tossed the vile boxing, I fell in a stoop, as they arced through the air at me and the troops. The wrapped missiles fell short and plopped at our feet. Our morale was quite strong, we did not retreat. But the stormtroopers paused. Our charge was disrupted. They picked up the gifts and were quickly corrupted. For each box contained a chaotic present. The stormtroopers, damn their souls, found them quite pleasant. A blaster, a flamer, a new laser sword, the claws gave to all, and he corrupted my horde. It moved through the station and left in its wake the sound of bright laughter and the stench of fruitcake. The others succumbed, but it failed in its goal. For to me, it only gave a small pile of coal. The station was lost. I could only instruct the bastion computer to set self-destruct. I failed to kill him, for I saw as I fled the target escaping quite safe in his sled. I heard it cry out as the base burst into light. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. That was a very special message from, actually, from one of our members in the Star Garrison, Tracy, TK9612. And he actually wrote that, I believe, last year. And uh, we just thought it was so good, and it was something that was posted to our internal message board. So we wanted to spread that holiday cheer around. Thank you, Tracy, and Merry Christmas to all. Uploading and linking with your visor, sir. And now let's move along to mission reports. On December 16th, the Reina Torres de Arouse Museum in Panama City, Panama, played host to the third sci-fi and fantasy expo, celebrating the 30th anniversary of Star Wars, which the 501st dubbed Operation Let the Wookiee Win. The event was organized by the Jedi Council Panama Fan Force, who invited the Costa Rica Outpost members and their honorary commanding officer, T.K. Half, to troop and escort convention guests Peter Mayhew, a.k.a. Chewbacca. An estimated 1,000 people attended the event. The next day, December 17th, Peter and Angie Mayhew, with their tour guides from the 501st and Fan Force, were able to visit the Miraflores Lock at the Panama Canal. Thanks to Louise, TX3758, and Eduardo, ID 5494, for that report. Now, that's a pretty cool report because that's coming from uh, our Costa Rica outpost, but they were actually sort of outside their territory in Panama, which... Um, apparently we don't have any troops, uh, we don't have an official unit in Panama yet. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you got a bad guy costume from Star Wars and you live in Panama, maybe you could be the first one to launch an outpost there. Very cool report. And once again, Peter Mayhew seems to be a recurring theme on our, on our podcast. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's definitely, um, he definitely makes the convention rounds, you know, within the U.S. and apparently all around the world. Uh, it might sound a little strange that the Costa Rica outpost has an honorary commanding officer called TK Half. Well, that was because they had uh, a special visitor that was with them during this event. 
Uh, TK Half was started in, in January 2005. Um, he was he's a traveling trooper, I guess you could say, and he was started by the Northeast Remnant uh, member who is now a Garrison Excelsior member, Dwayne TD2709. He is actually the official traveling trooper of the 501st Legion, and now he has some he has some friends that are joining him on his journey. We also have now TB1.5 was a Biker Scout 12-inch figure who was a traveling trooper, TI 2.5, who was, of course, a TIE fighter, and soon it sounds like that the um, there's going to be a Royal Guard version, so TR something point five is going to be joining the ranks of our tra- traveling troopers. Okay, so basically the traveling trooper, if, if people aren't familiar with them, this is, um, what, a Hasbro 12-inch figure of, I think, a sand trooper, right? Yes. And we pack them up, put them in a box, and ship them to the different garrisons and outposts around the world. And um, if, if you actually go to 501st.com, we do have a, uh, a section for the traveling trooper. You'll get to see pictures of him there with, with some, some serious celebrities. I think we got pictures of him with Rick McCallum, George Lucas himself, and I think probably Weird Al and maybe some more. This little guy has been literally around the world. I think he's even got graffiti all over him. It seems like that's the tradition is that everybody who gets to spend time with you know, TK half, you know, usually adds a sticker to him or does something that kind of, you know, to, yeah. to mark that he's he been actually, there. He started out as a stormtrooper, and I believe it was a Midwest garrison that added the pauldron. Uh, so now he's kind of a, a TD. Uh, he has some celebrities who has signed him. Has, um, and he's, he's, he's been around the world more than once, I think, by now. Yeah, he's been going since, yeah, you said January 2005, so yeah. almost two years. Well, congratulations to TK Half. That's, that's great, and, and I think it's fantastic that now he's got some other, other troopers, small diminutive troopers that are, that are following in his footsteps. And we'll see if we can get some more of those other troopers on 501st.com because it's kind of cool. You know, get a blog going for each one of them, and you get to see this great little traveling trooper, uh, you know, in all different places. You know, usually they take pictures of him with um, – with landmarks from wherever they are. So in this particular case, from the uh, from the Panama Canal, I think they've got a picture of, of TK Half, the Panama Canal. So pretty cool. I agree. Speaking of toys, the Dubat Rich Squad did a, another Toys for Todd event because we just can't get enough of it. And uh, I say we because, well, I'm in the Dubat Rich Squad. But uh, we've been doing these for like, we did seven troops all together. So we did, you know, a few weekends. We talked about it in some of the previous podcasts. But yet now we're finally, finally done. And our last one was supposed to be on December 8th and 9th. But the Marines contacted us, said they, they really needed a lot more toys and they might have to cancel. We, we have to help the Marines out. So we organized another weekend on the, on the December uh, 16th. And we collected, you know, three of the big, big Toys for Tots boxes. And uh, all in all, for our seven troops, you know, which took over since, since Black Friday to, you know, the 16th, we raised over uh, sixty four hundred dollars worth of toys wow. for uh, for Todd's. Yeah, so standing out in the cold was worth it. And uh, actually, I did all seven days, and so did uh, another trooper of mine, Wayne TK nine nine six three. He did all seven troops as well, freezing in the cold, and it was fun though. I mean, it doesn't get as cold here as it did in like the Midwest Garrison, and of course not the Aurora Borealis outpost. I was about to ask if using, if your helmet cold. had the uh, if your helmet had the no, uh, icicles to no. show. No, no, unfortunately not. Or I guess, or fortunately not. <laughs> yeah, not it, it was only like you know maybe uh, you know anywhere from like thirty four to like forty. So you know we're above freezing, but not by much. So it gets pretty cold here in the desert, but 
Not, cool. not that bad. Now, I and understand then, uh, that the uh, Georgia Garrison had some Toys for Tots events as well. Yeah, they did some uh, Toys for Tots, and they, they filled up uh, – they, they, they did a, a Toys for Tots on the 16th as well, so I guess it was a good day for that. And uh, they said they filled up about uh, five of those big boxes or full of full of toys. So, and thanks to Demon SL uh, ninety seven thirteen for the report. So, you know, and I'm sure there's plenty of other garrisons and squads that did uh, toys for tots, but those are the ones we heard of at podcast time. So, you yeah, know, it was pretty. You're you're absolutely right. That was a big weekend for Toys for Tots. And as a matter of fact, we didn't get a mission report submitted. I I did one with my wife in the Carolina garrison in Asheville on the 15th at a Toys R Us store, which I I think this is where a lot of those Toys for Tots operations end up running because we typically what you do is I guess you you stand out front and you bring people into the store and you let them know, hey, while you're shopping today, um, you know, please pick up an extra toy for a child that otherwise wouldn't have uh, any Christmas presents this year, and then they pay for it, and on their way out, they, they come by and they'll drop it in the box, which is great. But I'll tell you, you guys talked about filling up three large boxes. In Georgia, they talked about filling up five boxes. It was tough. We, you know, we didn't – I, I think we filled up maybe one box, and, uh, yeah. you know, maybe the signage wasn't quite right, and we didn't have the Marines there. It was still, you know, even just getting a couple of toys, it really made a difference, and the people that – that gave they really understood what we were there for and they still love taking pictures with us and you know giving us hugs and everything so it was a great way you know like you said it was it was it was a cold weekend definitely warmed a lot of hearts and hopefully those toys will go someplace where they're really deserved yeah exactly and uh we found out that if we like let the local media know that we're going to be out and about you know collecting toys we get a way better response so that might help you guys next year yeah, that's a it's fantastic just like, you idea. know, send your local TV stations and radio stations to say there's going to be some stormtroopers here in front of Toys R Us or wherever you're at. That might help a lot. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, as a matter of fact, as long as there's no kind of, you know, major news, late-breaking news, it's very difficult for the press to, you know, to resist a photo of, you know, Star Wars characters, you know, collecting toys or a stormtrooper in a Santa hat. You know, we keep talking about that sort of thing for this yeah, season. Yeah, we, we had one of those, TK9963. He wore a Santa hat with his uh, TK, so. Did he get and the newspaper? loved it. Huh? No, actually, none of the media ever came out, but they always said on the like the morning news that we were going to be out there. So, oh well, that's good. And that's all that really mattered. Yeah, absolutely. Let people know you're out there. Well, fantastic. Thanks for those reports. And to wrap up this episode, we got some anniversary wishes. The Connecticut garrison is celebrating their second anniversary on the 29th of December. The Hungarian outpost is celebrating their first anniversary on the 30th, and Squad Seven, part of the Florida garrison is celebrating their first anniversary as well, also on the 30th. So, you know, way to go, and you guys keep on trooping. Well, that's fantastic. I love to hear about these anniversaries, and I know the Hungarian Outpost, I think we've only got one, maybe two members out there, but, you know, every trooper counts in, uh, you know, in an organization like this. It's fantastic. And because you can't have an episode of the 501st cast without giving away some cool 501st Legion swag, like we talked about a little bit earlier, the question of the week, the trivia question of the week, is going to be, what is the card number for honorary member Peter Mayhew's 501st Legion trading card? The answer is buried on 501st.com. So go there. Once you get the answer, come back to 501st.com slash podcast and post your answer as a comment under the episode 4 comment area. And again... Anybody who's won a contest from the 501st cast previously is not eligible. Please give everybody else a chance. 
Good luck. And your prize is going to be, I almost forgot the prize, the prize is a 501st Legion flaming baseball cap. Now, it's not really on fire, but it has those cool racing flames embroidered on the side as far as, uh, and including the 501st Legion logo across the front. It's a black ball cap, and it is yours to be the first person to answer our question. We got some uh, website reminders, so uh, just so you don't forget where we're at, always we're at 501st.com slash podcast. That's where our show notes are. That's where pretty much everything you need to know about this podcast is. And then also we have a MySpace page, and that's at myspace.com slash 501stcast. So check it out, and uh, if you're not our friend already, why not? And if you've been listening and bearing with us through this entire Christmas episode, we appreciate it. And so as a special surprise for you, uh, we've got a special song now from the cast of the 501st cast. So turn up your speakers and join us in this beautiful celebration of the season. We celebrate a day of peace, a day of harmony, a day of joy we all can share together, joy is Thank you, everybody, for joining us in this fifth episode of the 501st Cast for Christmas, December 25th. That was our special present to you. You don't even have to unwrap it. It just got poured right into your eardrums. Uh, You're welcome. So, once again, uh, happy holidays. And from all of us at the 501st Cast, happy, happy Life, Life Day. Day. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright 2007, Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Used under authorization. Nice work, Deltas. Thanks for listening to this installment of 501st Cast Classics. We hope you enjoyed reliving news from the 501st Cast's early years. We plan to re-release a classic episode each month, so stay tuned.